0: So many trips as a female solo traveler. Well, if you want to know how I can travel so much, you might want to check out World Packers. World Packers is the safest community for travel and volunteering. With World Packers, I can travel, collaborate, and make an impact going virtually anywhere in the world for close to nothing. We love that. All I do is type in a location and World Packers will list experiences I can browse through. With homestays and hostels to social causes or animal care, I can choose what I'm interested in and apply for a work exchange. You can even read through reviews to see past World Packers experiences and determine if it's a good fit. All you do is enter the dates and apply with a message to your host. Worldpackers has been an awesome way for me to meet other travelers, make new friends, go on endless adventures, explore the world, and learn about myself. I'm actually in Italy right now, and I can't wait to come to you live from Albania next. I already have my entire year planned, and you can see for yourself by creating an account at worldpackers.com, but be sure to use code COLETTI to save $10 today. Worldpackers, where will you go next?
1: hello friends welcome to waking up i'm lauren coletti your host for today's podcast thank you for joining me today i have so much to say today so hopefully i'll remember everything because i don't know if i have attention difficulties or what but my my attention span is super short and uh i'm trying to work on that so I have so many things I want to talk to you about today. I don't know if I'll get to them all or I'll remember them all, but currently I'm in Dora's Albania. I have, oh, getting emotional already, 40 seconds into the show. Um, I have less than two weeks or, only, yeah, less than two weeks left that I'm in Albania and I'm going to cry When I leave the country, I never thought I'd feel this way about Albania. Like I knew I would love it, honestly. I knew there was something there for me. And not someone, but something. The person all along, you know, I've been solo traveling for six months to six different countries, looking for something, feeling so lost. And what I found was a piece of myself within every place that I've been. And it's been me all along. The person that I've been with. That I've been looking for has always been me. It hasn't been outside of me. It's always been with inside of me. And you too, whatever it is that you're looking for externally, the answer, the solution is internal. So I knew I would love Albania. I just had a feeling, right? And I get to Tirana and it was fucking horrible. I said, why the hell did I come here? This is what I get for wanting to come to Albania. I had a terrible start and honestly just felt, I don't know, it was like a culture shock because coming from Spain and Portugal and France and Italy, they're all kind of the same in certain ways, right? But then when you go to the Balkans, I got to Albania and I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> like really seeing the country, it's a developing country and they don't have things like Uber, they don't have Apple Pay, like... That is the um, privileged first world American coming out of me. But it took me back to Romania when I went to Romania in 2018. It reminds me so much of Albania and a mixture of Greece, honestly, too. Um, But I just felt overwhelmed because if you don't know, listen to my last episode, but my cell phone stopped working and it just, I felt frustrated because I came here and I felt so out of place. The women weren't super friendly or open to me, if I'm being honest, and that's still a consistent pattern. And I won't judge my fellow sisters because I always give females the benefit of the doubt, but the women were just very cold. and. Albania is completely different than me the culture you know I'm very um open and I don't give a fuck and I'm a very much a free spirit and I'm always smiling and people here um you don't see too many people laughing maybe when they're with their family or whatever but in the street it's kind of um strict like serious and I'm probably the least serious person ever so I felt like a fish out of water And I get to this hostel that I'm volunteering at for a work exchange, and there wasn't anyone there that I really hit it off with, except towards the end. And I wasn't comfortable. As a highly sensitive, introverted person, I realized hostels are not my thing. I wanted to do a work exchange at a hostel because I wanted to meet people. You know, I was coming to this foreign country alone, and I wanted to meet other travelers, so... I decided to volunteer at a hostel. And after a couple days, I realized I couldn't do it because I felt so claustrophobic and just invaded, I guess is the right terminology. So after a couple of days, I ended up leaving. And, you know, I don't really regret that decision. Maybe I wish I would have stuck it out for a couple more days, but I, I couldn't do it, guys. And I hate going back on my word I always try to be a person of dignity, which I rarely am. And that's something that I'm going to talk about in this episode is working on my integrity because I understand I I don't like saying I'm going to do something and then not doing it or going back on my word or I have a really tough time feeling like I'm allowed to change my mind just due to internalized guilt and gaslighting and years and years of abuse and manipulation I have uh, shame when I am like oh I I don't want to do this anymore because I fear hurting other people's feelings and I'm trying to find that balance right that middle ground that perfect in between where I'm a person that mm, a respectable person a responsible person an accountable, authentic person, but also someone that respects themselves and is able to communicate and set boundaries and uphold that personal standard of my moral and values and character. So I left the hostel and then I started hanging out with someone, a a guy that I met, and we started spending so much time together. And that kind of... (laughs) took a turn because there was a point where I felt sexually violated and it was kind of a blurred line situation where my last night in Toronto, um, I didn't want to have sex and they wanted to have sex and they were really pushy and got upset and angry with me that I didn't want to have sex with them again because I was in physical pain and I was tired and it doesn't really matter. But... They didn't take it well, and I felt really triggered because I have been sexually assaulted so many times. And um, then I left Toronto the next day, and I just felt really depressed that I always find myself in these situations where I am feeling objectified or exploited. And I can't even blame other people because here I am, like always finding myself in these situations. And I trust that the when we repeat a dynamic in life, it's because the universe is mirroring back to us what we have not yet healed and what we need to work on. And so I'll get into that more in a little bit. But I left Tirana, and I was so exhausted from Tirana. It was a fun city. And there was a lot to do. I was in walking distance of everything. I was in a great location. I was surrounded by people, but I felt overstimulated. I felt like I was constantly going, going, going. I was going on all these benders and going out, staying up till three in the morning and having all this sex. And it, uh, it was a little too much for my system. My system overloaded. And I don't know if you could tell from my voice, but I am sick again. And uh, that's kind of my own fault. But then I go to Vlora. And also I went down south to see the beautiful south of Albania. And I'm such a fan of Albania, honestly. I have such a soul connection to this country. And if you want to read more about why you should come to Albania and how it has personally moved me, you can check out my blog post called Lessons from Albania. And I'll link that in the show notes to my website. But I saw the south of Albania and it was wonderful because I went with two people, two friends, uh, a girl and a guy, a husband and wife. He's Albanian. She's Italian. And I saw so much. Albania is essentially just mountains and nature. And if you love nature and mountains and hiking and beaches and it has city, you need to come here. It, it offers so much. And... I saw that, and I was just so inspired of the beauty of Albania, and, and my heart just felt so open, and I was so happy to spend the weekend with them, because I was feeling lonely, because I don't have many close friends, you know, I have a lot of people I talk to, and a lot of people I hang out with, but when it comes to people that I feel I can trust and rely on, and it's an equal recipient reciprocal mutual effort is maybe like one person and I do feel lonely because I have so much male attention because I have made my identity around getting gratification from men and I realize I do have a problem with this very much where I do feel um, an aspect of love and sex addiction like I can't stop I can't stop seeking outside validation from men to confirm my worth. As a woman, a lot of internalized misogyny and patriarchal um, normalization of how I see myself through the male gaze and just trying to be so fucking perfect for men. But I saw a funny video and meme. It was like, girls, why are we trying so hard to be perfect for men? Like men don't give a fuck to be perfect for us. Like, they don't even try to be perfect for us. They wash their hair, face, and body with the same shampoo. And, like, here we are getting our fucking tits and ass injected with poisonous chemicals that we could die for what? And so I hang out with so many guys. Um, And a majority of my male friends at one point were guys. And I'm just tired of... I wanna I love feminine energy, right? Like I love my guy friends, but it's true a lot of them have hidden motives and wanna sleep with me or are hoping that I fuck them or you know, I just um I have a very difficult time trusting guys' intentions and that's again, none of this is uh to be offensive or to blame men. It's all my own stuff that I'm working on healing. So after I went to Saranda, I went to Vlor. And Vlor is a beach city in Albania, and it's this beautiful city. I loved it so much. But I was an hour and a half away walking from the city center. And I'm a, I'm a city girl over mountains. Like, I can appreciate the mountains, and I love to see them. But I get really afraid of hurting myself or um, hiking. I don't like hiking uphill, Like, I don't like steep climbs. I like flat land. I love walking, but (laughs) not walking on surfaces where if I take a wrong turn or trip, I'm going to plummet to my death. So I really wanted to be in the city, but I was so far away from everything because I was um, at a hotel that essentially paid for me to stay there or um, they sponsored my stay as a guest in order for me to kind of promote them on social media and and help with things like that. So I was so thankful and lucky for that because it was beautiful and there was strong Wi-Fi and delicious, delicious breakfast. And I just felt so far removed from everything. And going from being surrounded by people for 10 days to being alone in my hotel room for one week was very—I don't want to say disruptive to my uh, flow, but it was—it was drastic, a drastic uh, change, drastic. Why did I just say it like that? But my friend said to me, "Lauren, take this time to be by yourself. It's—you <laughs> know—you need to reset, recuperate, recharge." And so I did, and I went to the beach every day, and you know, I did go to the city like one or two days, but I was kind of forced to be in silence and be bored. And that's something also that I've noticed is like, we don't allow ourselves to ever be bored. We're constantly seeking distractions, or I saw a video on Instagram that said, Tinder has taught people that you don't need to feel heartbreak. When you break up or have your heart broken, what's the first thing we do? We download Bumble, we download Hinge, and we swipe. And it's it's taught us that we can just distract ourselves from uncomfortable feelings. And I'm not judging anyone that does this because I do it all the fucking time. And so rarely do we just allow ourselves to just sit and be, especially as Americans, right? In Europe, it's different. They'll go out to dinner or breakfast or lunch. They don't really eat breakfast, but coffee. And they'll just freaking sit there for one hour, two hours, three hours. And I envy them because in America, we don't have three hours to just sit around and do nothing and be with our thoughts and enjoy our food and be with company. Um, And they do. They do a whole lot of nothing and sitting around. And I get so antsy and frantic. And after, you know... Five minutes, I finish my coffee and I'm ready to go on to the next thing. And I've been trying to practice this, just sitting and not doing or being anywhere, having anything to anywhere to go and just staying for one hour to just chill, (laughs) to just relax. And I'm practicing my patience. And that's why I love the European lifestyle so much, because they're not in a hurry they're not in a rush. I guess it depends where you go, you know, if you go to like London or something. But I was in Vlora and I was just, I like, I had nothing to do, nowhere to be. And part of that was so liberating and part of that was so um, uncomfortable because I'm like, what now? And there was one night, it was such a hard night. I was in bed and I had accidentally called um, Ramen Noodle. And you know who and what ramen noodle is. I'm not going to get into the story again. I accidentally called them. By accident. I swear it was by accident one day. I was looking through my old calls or incoming calls on WhatsApp. And I saw him. And I was like, oh, I wonder when the last time we spoke was before he totally ghosted me um, when I went to Rome. And I noticed it was on like uh, one or two weeks before I left for Italy and I clicked on it to kind of just see like the information how long we spoke for and it freaking called him and I was like, fuck. So I hang up the video and he sends me a text and he sends me a question mark and that stung because here we are and we haven't spoken in like two months and I I call him and he he sends me a question mark like, like nothing ever happened. Like he didn't completely ghost me and ignore my entire existence when I was in Rome for five weeks. And I got so triggered and I said it was an accident. And that night, my friends, like, I was in bed and I activated my heartbreak even more by looking at old pictures of us and old conversations and, and I just broke down and I was crying for fucking hours until like one or two in the morning because I haven't allowed myself to feel that fucking heartbreak so badly. I felt so bad and so completely destroyed over that that someone that I cared for or I wanted to care for so much and they could not give a shit about me and I didn't allow myself to feel that because when I went to Rome and and I realized that this person really doesn't want anything to do with me and it's over, I just downloaded fucking Tinder like I always do and I started talking to someone else and it's just like, I hate how as a society we just treat people like they're fucking replaceable because we don't have the strength to just allow ourselves to cry. And just be sad and, and heal. That's why so many people hurt people because we're all fucking broken and damaged in one aspect, not completely, not as a whole person, of course. But we just, we just keep the cycle going. And I'm speaking from personal experience because it's what I'm currently <laughs> experiencing. And so I'm in Rome, right? And I feel so rejected, so fucking rejected by this person that I just wanted to see me, but he never saw me. I was invisible to him. And then I start hanging out with another guy. And then I start having feelings for another guy. And (laughs) he too doesn't... I don't know. I spoke about this in my last episode that... um, I tend to overextend myself and overgive for people that haven't yet earned it or aren't. I don't want to say he's not worthy of it, but don't deserve the extent to which I give, you know. And here I am and I'm going to fucking Florence every damn weekend to see this person and to just spend a night with him or two nights with him just so I can get fucked and then <laughs> we could have sex. And the sex was amazing. I'm not going to lie. Like the Albanians are so good to sleep with. I highly recommend. But that's besides the point. The sex was incredible. And then I start having feelings for this person. But I don't even know why. Like, I can't even tell you why I like this person because, frankly, with all due respect, they're boring. They're so fucking boring. They don't know how to have a conversation. They'll text me and I don't even understand why we're fucking texting because they'll just send me one word answers. And it seems to me, even though I've told this person, like, I like you, I have feelings for you. They never say, oh, me too, I like you so much, like never. They'll just send like a happy face or something. So I know, logically, you know, as a psychologist, analytically, if I were to examine what was going on, this person clearly is emotionally unavailable, as am I, hence why, you know, we ended up together. And they just kind of want to use me as a distraction to boost their ego because they know I'm interested in them and it makes them feel good about themselves, So it's like that breadcrumbing sort of situationship thing going on. And um, it's been the story of my life, you know, because clearly I don't have a high enough regard for myself. And I um, use people. I mean, they use me too. But I use them as a numbing agent um, because I can't sit with the fact that I feel so completely shitty about myself as a person. (laughs) So apologies for the disruption. I decided I'm going to record this in 20 minute segments because anytime I record a long episode, I get a phone call or something, my phone turns off or my computer reboots. So just to be on the safe side, we were taking an intermission. Okay. So I meet this person in Rome and in from Rome, yes. He lived in Florence. I went from Rome to Florence, right? So I'm hanging out with this person and um, I start to really like him and it's kind of obvious to me that he's, um, I don't know, he's probably still meeting people on Tinder and talking to multiple people and fucking a lot of women, which it's, I can't even be mad because I'm doing the same thing. So <laughs> I don't like to be a hypocrite, right? Um, hence why the reason, because you know, I've cheated in past relationships. I talk so much about that on my show. And I can't even be mad when I've been cheated on a couple times because I have done the same thing So it's uh, just ironic. Karma's a bitch So I'm hanging out with this person right and I'm starting to like him and then I leave Italy to come to Albania And I go to Albania and then I meet someone else Shocker and this person, you know, he has really a sweet side to him He is funny He's actually a good texter, unlike the one from Florence. They're both Albanian. So can you tell? Three Albanians in one year, I've had a thing for Albanians. But I meet this other guy, and he's fun to hang out with. He's chill. He can be so sweet and just, like, all these good qualities. But then the last day in Tirana, you know, I saw he also has a very dark side to him where he also has uh, a sex addiction Um, and it's like wow I've met my match (laughs) here I have a love addiction and I met someone who has a sex addiction like shocker pretend to be surprised so yeah that's kind of like a big deal and it's I feel terrible because here I am, fucking one person in one location, and I'm talking to someone in a different location, and I'm kind of like a one-man woman. I really only like to have one dick at a time, one person at a time. I uh, No judgment to the, my fellow sisters that don't like that. You do you. It's your life. Live it the way you want. But um, it's it's a little much for me, going back to the integrity thing, because... I don't enjoy lying, and not that I'm lying, but people's feelings are involved. People's feelings and emotions are invested, and we have to take care of other people like we would want them to do to us, right? And I I felt terrible yesterday was kind of a really low moment for me because I'm in Duras now from flora I came to duras and after this person this albanian in albania we'll call him tirana because he's from tirana but after tirana had hurt my feelings that night when i didn't want to have sex he told me to go fuck myself i kicked him out and then i tried to tell him how i felt and he blamed it on me um you know i realized from that moment if i did respect myself, I wouldn't ever talk to him again, wouldn't ever give him a second chance. But he was persistent and we reconnected. And after being in Valor alone for seven days, I reopened the door out of, you know, low self-worth and boredom. And realizing that the person in Florence that I have or had feelings for he's not the one. Once again. And we hung out yesterday, and despite having a yeast infection, <laughs> we had sex, and it was probably the best sex of my life. And I was like, fuck, I like him, kind of, now, too. And it's very confusing for me. I don't know if anyone can relate to this. If you can, please reach out to me. Uh, Because is. Uh, It's weird having feelings for two people at the same time. Maybe that's just because, again, like, uh, conditioning of you only have one soulmate. But I have had feelings for multiple people at the same time. And I don't identify as poly. I I don't um, want an open relationship. I I don't think I want that. But I think it speaks to my addiction when it comes to this stuff never just being and it's weird because at one point I was I say chronically single I went years without dating years without being in a relationship and it's been one year since I've been in a relationship but I feel I always have people on rotation like a backup plan and again I don't like using people And I felt horrible because yesterday I just finished having the best sex of my life with Tarana and then Florence texts me and I'm I'm talking to Florence as if I didn't just have another man's penis in my vagina. And I felt, I felt like, uh, and I'm sorry to use this word, but I felt like the biggest hoe in the whole fucking world in that moment. I felt so low because I'm like, Lauren, honey, what's going on? What are you doing? Because I don't want it to be like that. I just want. I just want one person. But I feel like the people I choose never choose me back. So when they don't, I just. I just do these things that I'm not proud of. And I don't want to say I can't help it. But I'm so used to it. Because I've been doing it for so fucking long. That I just don't know what else to do. Because I'm lonely and I just want to be loved. But my problem is I want to be loved by someone because apparently I refuse to fucking love myself because I don't, I, I, I don't know how, how do I love myself when I've hated myself and been so disgusted with myself for the last 28 years? It's definitely possible, but it's so difficult and, and I always end up in these situations that I don't know how to get myself out of without completely destroying myself and being incredibly self-destructive and impulsive and taking risky decisions, making risky choices. You know, having unprotected sex with someone that has a fucking sex addiction. Like, I'm probably going to get AIDS. And if you have AIDS, it's no judgment to you. But, like, I just need to start taking better care of myself, my physical self, My mental and emotional and spiritual self. Because I don't feel well. I don't feel like I've been prioritizing my well-being. I feel like complete shit. I haven't slept. I (laughs) go to bed late. I fucking wake up and I eat cake. And all I eat are crepes and chocolate and coffee. And fucking Aperol spritz. They're so good. I love Aperol spritz. (laughs) I have a head a head gold that won't go away and a yeast infection yet I keep having sex which isn't good for a yeast infection because I feel like I can't stop because when I have sex or I go on dates or I'm with a guy like I feel special I feel special and I have never felt special in my life I felt so unimportant and so completely useless my whole fucking life I've felt like everyone that I try to prioritize doesn't prioritize me. And my existence and being is simply so insignificant that when someone spends time with me or texts me or kisses me, in that moment I feel, I don't feel invisible. And and I, d- I know that's not the answer, but I don't know where I was going with this. So here I am in Duras now. And I've reopened a can of worms with Tirana, and I'm leaving Albania in like, I don't know, 10 days. And it's hard for me because I know I get myself into these circumstances that keep repeating and replaying because I am the common denominator and that's not to blame myself. I definitely have so much understanding and compassion for myself because I know a majority of the choices I make are out of a place of pain and fear pain of feeling abandoned and unwanted and fear of i don't know what the fear is i definitely know what the fear is but fear of, the, of how i feel i feel so powerless and so i just give what power i do have away to people that use it or abuse it or um again like don't choose me feeling not chosen huge core wound of mine for as long as I can remember. And then it's like this this cycle of, okay, this person broke my heart, although I always break my own heart, and then I feel the solution is to fix myself or to change myself or to look prettier or skinnier. I don't know. I, I feel the issue is I'm always constantly trying to change my outside, the way I look, the person I'm with. But it all comes from the inside, right? Everything is inner. Everything. Our thoughts, our feelings, our behavior. It's all our inner world that shapes and creates our outside world. It's all a mirror. And so I decided that I want to take on a challenge for myself. And I'm going to extend that challenge to you. And let me explain. So yesterday... I'm listening to a podcast by Gabby Bernstein, and it's on boundaries. And I I felt a lot of my boundaries had been crossed in the last month. You know, people, there's too many to talk about, but... Even with friendships, friends wanting so much of my time, friends wanting to call me three times a day and me not having the capacity, the wherewithal, the energy, the time, the attention to take on other people's emotions. Because a lot of people that call themselves my friends really just want me as a therapist on their terms when they want to. And again, it's not a mutual, equal, reciprocal effort. So I felt slighted and irritated by that. And as I'm listening to this podcast on boundaries, the lady says a huge myth that we often think to ourselves is that other people can cross our boundaries, that other people are not respecting our boundaries, that it's other people that are doing us wrong or they're stopping all over our boundaries, when really it's ourselves that are Abandoning, sacrificing, dishonoring our boundaries, not respecting our own boundaries. It's not on other people to comply with your boundaries, to live on your terms, to follow your rules. It's your fucking responsibility, I say that with love, to honor, obey, assert, communicate, and respect your own freaking boundaries. And I realize I'm like, Wow, that's so true. It was a light bulb moment because here I was, I was pissed that the guy didn't accept my no when he wanted to have sex and we ended up getting into a huge fight and then I threw him out. I was pissed that my friend was constantly asking me to video chat all the time when I wasn't available. I was pissed that there was guys that I wasn't answering their messages or I wasn't responding to them and they kept calling me and sending me fucking question marks. It's so annoying. Stop doing that. I was I was mad for all these reasons. And then I realized, Lauren, like there's solutions to this. You're not you're not seeing your own boundaries. Like if someone steps over our boundary that we set, that we were clear about, we remove them from our life forever, really. Or you know, however much it applies to the situation, I don't freaking know. Or we state our boundary. Or we realize where we weren't being fully honest and where we weren't being completely transparent. So the challenge that I'm taking on for myself, taking full responsibility and personal accountability for this, is to just start speaking the freaking truth. And I have so much shadow around being honest. Um, growing up, I guess, trauma. Why are people talking right outside my damn window? Holy fucking shit. Go somewhere else. Sorry. I'm not going to cut that out. But there's a guy on the phone literally right outside my window. Do they not know I'm trying to record a podcast right now? I'm just kidding. That's a joke. But anyway, I have so much resistance or hesitation around saying no or cutting people out of my life because of the peacekeeping syndrome where I am a people pleaser and I always want to make people happy and I don't want people to see me as the bad guy and I have fear of retaliation because there has been times when I have set a boundary and say no and I was raped anyway or x y and z happened so clearly a lot of wounding around that but also I could be a lot more communicative I could say no a lot more I could just be a whole hell of a lot more honest so my goal my challenge for myself the next week or month is to just speak the truth like if someone says does that feel good last night when we I was having sex with that guy right he was doing something and I felt really fucking uncomfortable and I didn't like it and he's like does that feel good my dumbass, I'm like, Yeah, that feels great, like, what the fuck? People aren't my readers and and I don't know why I said that I, I to protect him. that's what I thought that's what I rationalized it as. Oh, I'm just protecting his feelings. No, it's not cute or nice to be a martyr. It's a whole hell of a lot kinder to just tell it how it is, be a straight shooter. So when people say, oh, Lauren, can I call you right now? Oh, Lauren, do you want to go out here? Instead of ignoring them or changing the subject or softening the blow, I'm going to just start being selfish, as selfish as I possibly fucking can, because being selfless, it's seen as like this glorified thing. Oh, I'm so selfless because I care so much about other people. It's really not. It's really not. um, What's the word that I'm looking for? it's not I don't fucking know but I'm gonna start being selfish and just saying the first thing that comes to my mind if I don't want to talk to you I'm not gonna be mean about it I don't have a mean bone in my whole body truthfully <laughs> it's very hard for me to be mean but I'm just gonna say um sorry no I'm not in or not even apologize too right because my first instinct for everything is to apologize. Apologize for taking up space, apologize for not wanting what the other person wants, apologizing for simply existing, for having my own point of view, my own thoughts, feelings and emotions. So I'm going to unapologetically be authentic. And that's what I'm going to work on. And I'm not going to be perfect. I'm probably going to forget or not do it right. But I want to challenge you. And maybe we can be accountability partners and buddies in this in taking full responsibility for your life. So much of my life I played the victim. I felt like the power wasn't it was outside of me. Was in the money, was in the relationship, was in the body, and without those things, without a healthy partnership, without being wealthy, without having a nice body, like, ugh, there's nothing I could do because my life sucks because blah 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 blah. blah. All excuses for giving my power away. But now, I'm going to try to just be radically honest. And I think there was a book or a study on this where the the person had just one year of radical honesty and just watched how their whole life transformed. It's not our jobs to please people. And I know that. I know we can't make everyone happy no matter how hard we try. We're always going to be the bad guy in someone's story. But if something feels bad, I'm just going to try to say, no, that doesn't feel good actually. Or... Do you like that? Do you want this? If I don't, no. And not giving a reason, not feeling the need to compulsively provide an explanation as to why my feelings are kind of important. Because your feelings are important. Your no's are important. Your boundaries are important. Your thoughts are important. And if we allow people into our lives that are energy vampires or just want to suck us dry, well, we're going to feel like they're not. And that's why we get, or I'll speak for myself, that's why my life looks the way that it does right now. So I need to start making some changes, and I think that that starts with just being radically honest. Even if a friend texts me, oh, do you want to go out for a drink at 7? And I just don't feel like going because maybe I just don't want to go. Just say, oh, no, I can't, or not tonight. Not feeling the need to, oh, um... Well, you know, I would love to, but at 8.05, I have no, and then lying. Uh, Just lying. I'm so tired of lying. I don't want to lie anymore. I want my life to be a reflection of my inner truth. And my inner truth is beautiful. I realize that, really. Your inner truth is important and significant and deserves to be spoken. And people that don't respect the boundaries, again, not meant to be in your life, And it's on you to cut them out or make changes. It's not on them to shape shift and abide by your standards because it's the rules for your life, not theirs. And I think that our lives will improve so much more when we start to live this way. Um, I guess I'll find out because I'm starting right now and I'm going to practice just speaking the truth in every given situation and circumstance. And the people that are worthy of your truth and want to hear your voice and want to honor that will stay in your life. I promise you that because there's a fear of I'm going to lose people if I'm if people see the real me, I'm going to have no one. I'm going to lose everyone. And that's why I sacrifice. That's why I am not completely honest. That's why I avoid because I'm afraid that if people know really they're true me, then I'm not going to have anyone. But at the end of the day, I'd, I'd rather have a less amount of high quality people than a high amount of low quality people. And I get that all the time. Oh my gosh, you have so many followers on Instagram. Oh, you're. And, and it makes me sad when I hear that because I think about my life and how alone I feel. And I love being alone, but I don't like feeling lonely and feeling like you have no one to rely or depend on it it's a sucky place to be and i say what's the point of having so many followers if in my life i have no one in my real life so let's focus on quality over quantity let's focus on just being radically honest and things that matter people that matter will be so happy that you spoke your truth truthfully they'll be so honored and privileged that you felt safe enough and comfortable enough to tell them no and of course with kindness okay but be a little bit more selfish be a little bit more transparent and clear in your communication and i'm going to practice that today by telling every guy that dms me to fuck off (laughs) I'll start there because it's sometimes it's easier with strangers, right? People on the internet. Practice in small, tangible ways. I never have to see these guys. They keep asking me to hang out or go out and calling me and fucking texting me compulsively. It's so annoying. But instead of just ignoring it or blocking them, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm not interested. Bye. Not apologizing. Not feeling bad. bad. I'm so tired of feeling bad. (laughs) So... That's my challenge for myself for this next month, and I'll see where it takes me, but hopefully you will join me too, and let me know how your life transforms, because I do trust that will change a lot for me, and it might be really uncomfortable, and it might be scary, and things might start falling apart, but that's a good thing, I think, when things fall apart, you know what they say, it's so that better things can fall together. So yeah, that's really it for today's episode. After Duras, I'm going to Škoda, and then I'm going to London, and then I'm home in New York. So it's really funny because I love Albania so much, I wish I could just stay here. But I have to start working on my visa for Spain, and I truly am really excited and grateful for Spain. It was my dream, but my dreams kind of have changed a lot in the last like month, you know? I thought I wanted this life for myself, and now I'm realizing I I have different needs now. I want a simple life. I I definitely know for sure I want a life in Europe, um, and I don't know what that life looks like, but I'm ready for things to be simple, and I believe that I'll end up ultimately where I am meant to be, so... Stay tuned. My book is coming out super, super soon. Born with a Broken Heart. So excited. Check out my website for updates on that. You can follow me on Instagram. Let me know what you thought of this episode at Lauren M. Clitty. And I will talk to you in the next location. Bye, guys.